You're listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Shannon Harley, founder of Hot Potato, joins us in this episode. Hot Potato is a food delivery service that's good for parents and great for kids. Shannon runs the business with her brother, Tim Harley. They saw a gaping hole in a service that nourished children and empowered parents. Hot Potato offers healthy, delicious meals that are made from scratch and created especially with the little people in mind. Hi Shannon, thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm good, thank you Alison. From a cold and rainy Sydney, how are you? Bring on summer. I'm actually thinking, are we getting it this year? I think we I think we had a we had a few weeks and we all got excited and now it's back to um yeah London kind of weather outside. Oh God, I'm so desperate to fit my wardrobe into summer, and I was going to do it a couple of weeks ago when it was warm, and now I'm thinking no, that wouldn't be clever to do that now. <laughs> it's good that you haven't done it. I did it, and I had to go and do a garage raid and pull out um, the thermals and the the woolen jumpers again. So hold <laughs> off. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right then. So you've got such an interesting business, but before we kick into it, how about you introduce yourself to the listeners? Okay. Um, I guess I'm Shannon. Hello, everyone. And hello, Alison. Thank you for having me on the podcast today. And I guess kind of top line, I am a storyteller and my lens is food. I have had one of those careers that people might look at and say, but what do you actually do? There's been a lot of jumping around. <laughs> but for me, the thread is, is quite consistent in that it is food and learning about people and histories and cultures through the lens of food. So professionally, I was editor at Delicious Magazine for six years and then I decided to move to Italy. Um, I had got accepted into a Master's of Gastronomy at the Slow Food Headquarters, which is... Um, in the middle of nowhere in the countryside outside of Torino. And from there, I took a year off and deep dived into a bunch of things around food, a lot of food waste and the philosophy around food, how we taste, our disgust response, very esoteric, very fascinating. And then from there, I was still doing a lot of food and travel writing for publications back home. Delicious, of course, The Oz, Escape. Um, so kind of keeping the food, the food and travel writing going. Um, and then I moved to London because why stay still for too long? And um, I was part of a, um, a founding group of a media startup there called Korea Media, which was, um, funnily enough, a really good segue to where I am now. It was all about uh, startup culture and their tagline was living and working on your own terms, which I think is probably resonates yeah. with your audience very well. Wow. You don't happen to know Trudy Jenkins, do you? Yeah, she hired me when I first oh, worked at Delicious. did she? Back in the day, yes. For the listeners, she used to be the editor of Delicious and I know her very well. And in fact, we used to live in the same street when I lived in Alexandria. Yeah, um, I lived around the corner, yeah. Oh, did you? Yes. Because <laughs> how good was the area, like, over Christmas and Halloween? Yeah, you know, everyone's out at street parties. It was, yeah, great area. So good. Oh, right. So did you know Trudy before... Um, she hired you or it was just you just happened to both be in Alexandria? Um, I had I have lived in London a few times and I'd actually just moved back from my first stint in London and Delicious was a brand that I loved. So I yeah. called them up and said, can I come in for a coffee? I'd love to work with you. And Trudy and I got stuck talking about London for two hours, didn't I talk bet. about London. Then she, she said, oh, actually, 
we've got a hole on the team join so the week later I started but Trudy's a hoot it was great to work with oh my gosh the other question I've got to ask you like being in food at the level that you are are you just thinking about food all the time and are you hungry all the time (laughs) it kind of has the opposite effect you think about food a lot but um the hunger seems to dissipate and Funnily enough, since I started this business where I, I'm physically doing the cooking as we're still in our, you know, first year phase, I used to cook to relax and now I've taken up volleyball and I've taken up the piano because I've I've needed another outlet. Yeah, yeah it is. Imagine. It's definitely on the mind 24-7 in some capacity. Yeah. All right. So this business is called Hot Potato. Is this the first business that you've run? Um, yes. So please feel free to pick it apart. <laughs> <laughs> So the other question I'm going to ask you is when you launched this, you launched it with your brother, Tim, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and are you still in business together? Yeah, so Tim is a a huge part of the the business. We've basically carved it up um, very much to both of our strengths. So Tim and I are brother and sister. We are, uh, gosh, brother, brother and sister. I'm the sister, obviously. We also have another sister. She's not as involved in this business. Um, but we basically have carved it up in that I'm executing, doing the product, and Tim is very much informed by the banking and then fintech startup worlds. So oh he's God, how handy. The, he's so handy. <laughs> we have the most incredible models for a food startup. It's ridiculous. I can calculate exactly how many mils of vanilla extract I need for you know for a week's cook. Um, and Tim is also excellent at poking me with really difficult questions. So he keeps me on track. He's extremely uh, driven by high performance, Tim Ferriss, um, that kind of that kind of way of thinking. So yeah. he keeps us on our toes and keeps us moving and developing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So tell everyone what is hot potato. Okay, what is hot potato? It is, I say at the most basic level, uh, if you look at the physical product, we are a food delivery service. And we are a child-centric food delivery service. So we make healthy, delicious meals from scratch each week. I'm in the the kitchen cooking and I've designed the whole menu with little people in mind. And we make healthy, delicious meals each week from scratch that are designed and then we deliver them to people's homes so they can stock their freezer for the week ahead, basically, Uh, a busy week ahead. So you do do food for the family as well, though, don't you? Yes. So I, from the market research I did with with friends and family and and networks before I started, was basically that it was really hard to find food that was healthy and kind of created for little kids. So the, maybe the bits of chicken were cut up smaller than we would have if it was an adult eating a curry. There was less salt um, or chili or lemon, which has been a learning curve for me because I'm an addict of all three of them. So to to be able to retrain my palate to cook cook that food for kids. And then let the parents add salt where they want. All our sweet bakes have really reduced sugar and where there is sugar, it's maple syrup or coconut sugar, so healthier options. And then again, if the parents want to add more honey or sugar, they can, but we're starting at a healthy baseline. Yeah. Okay, so how does it work? They obviously go onto your website and do they just order for the week or how does it work? Well, um, interesting you ask. When we so we're we're now in month five of the product, and we basically just launched with a with an MVP. With okay, this is the product. This is what we think is is the is the problem in the market. Let's launch it and see how it goes. Mm. Um, so we launched with thinking that subscription boxes were going to be one hundred percent of our orders. So we do have 
weekly, fortnightly and monthly subscription boxes, um, changing the cadence depending on how much food you go through each week or each month. But a lot of people want, when they got a dish that their kid liked, they just wanted to order, you know, five of them and then they knew they had them in the individual portions that they could send to the grandparents or if one parent was out for the night, they just had it in the freezer ready to go. So we now, with our order breakdown for the first few months, um, it was kind of still predominantly subscription box based and now it's 50-50 pretty much every week. Yeah. It's so interesting that when you first start a business, you you kind of in a way, like you do your market research, but then it's also like a calculated guess because you don't have the customers yet to really know what they want. And that's why businesses, by the time they hit year three, are often so different to what they were when they first started because they're all, they're evolving over customer feedback. Well, we've changed so much in five months. I mean, thinking yeah. of what on earth we're going to be in year three, I mean, that that's kind of, it. Yeah. What's, that's terrifying and exciting. Um, I guess for us, the thing that really did come out of our initial market research and then um, our feedback with customers, which, you know, Tim has been very annoying with me, making sure I'm constantly speaking to customers and making sure I'm not getting too stuck in the product. Uh, and it's basically been, we provide the convenience of time. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health as well as physical health is very important for us. And when we spoke to people and the feedback has been, you know, help me cook delicious meals for my kids. But then the other thing has been, oh, my God, I've got this mum guilt. I'm not spending enough time with my kids. So we're, we've kind of moulded the, the product to be, yes, we're food. But when you use hot potato, yeah, it's great. You get all the nutrition and the health. And we've got two serves of veggies at least in everything but actually by having this, you don't have to spend as a mum or dad. Most of our customers are women's, which is why I'm saying, saying yeah. mum. Yeah. Um, you don't have to spend three hours in the afternoon prep, shopping, prepping, cooking, washing up. You can actually exercise with your kids, play with your kids, help them with homework and still have the healthy dinner. So that's where we're, I guess, seeing ourselves as perhaps a little different to some of the other food delivery services that are food. Yes, we're, we're that, but healthy food is part of a much bigger, healthy, beautiful lifestyle. Yeah. So do you find then that given that people are ordering the same, like their favourites, does that mean from your point of view you don't need to evolve the menu too much? Like you're not under pressure to constantly bringing out like new dishes, knowing that people are going to go back and keep ordering similar This has been something I've been pondering and and working over the past few weeks. It's very, very timely question. So when I, when I've asked people, we have, we have put some new dishes on the menu and I, with the subscription boxes, I'll sub, we've, we've put another pasta on. So each week I'll sub the pasta in and out. We have a few different veggie sides. So you don't get the same ones every week. But when I've spoken to people saying, right, is it time for a new curry? Oh no, but my child eats your curry and they only eat pasta and butter every other night of the week. So I, you know, I order five of them. So we need to get to the capacity where obviously with our kitchen um, and our cooking schedule that we obviously don't want to have 40 dishes on a menu. Yeah. It would just be unbelievable. So I am changing the menu seasonally and making sure that the menu has the balance of I'd never take a, a veggie dish off and replace it with a meat dish or a, yeah. a fish dish off. So I always make sure I've got the balance. Yeah. Of yeah. yeah. What was the inspiration yeah. behind starting this business? Um, the inspiration was COVID actually. It was, it was, um, so this is I, a COVID born business, is it? This is a COVID baby. Yes. Right. There you yeah. go. Yes. I was just looking through the, the kind of, um, brain dump I did and that was right at the end of April and, 
we basically built the business in May and then launched in June. So it was a fast and furious COVID baby. Um, and basically it was me coming back from London. I'd been living over there working at this startup for a year mm. and reconnecting with friends here and just seeing how wired and frazzled all these super, super mums were who were working from home, schooling yeah. from home, cooking from home. You know, as you would know, you've got, yeah. you've got yeah. boys. And I just saw how guilt-ridden they were trying to balance everything mm. and it just killed me because these are highly successful, high, yeah. you know, high-output people. And when I spoke to them and, and saw what the, what the problem was they needed solving, it was time and then food was the, the kind of time was the major cause and then food yeah. was a symptom. Time's always the issue. So time every, is the every issue. single business owner will say, like if I say, like, what's one of your biggest hurdles, they'll say time. There's never, yeah. ever, ever, and like, no matter if you're a startup, six years, ten years down the track, there's just never enough time. So yeah, I, I understand. You're lucky. So, okay, so this is really interesting that because I've coached a lot of people that have actually started and pivoted through this COVID time. So, yeah. like, it's not unusual for, like, a business idea and a business to come to fruition as a result of COVID. So had you had a... Did you think beforehand at some point you might start your own business or was it just like, right, I'm back in Sydney, what am I going to do? This is a great solution. And you hadn't really thought about running a business in the past. I hadn't thought about running a business. I'd been freelancing, so I was my own yeah. boss, but that's extremely different to, yeah. to this type of product, as you know. But very informed, I guess, the the slow food training and philosophy and kind of if we go back seven years before that, my father passed away and that was a huge pivot point in my life as well. Not running from a fear of not achieving everything, but just to really look at my life and make sure that I'm going to get through all the different stages and experiences I want to in, you know, in whatever time I have left. Yeah. And certainly working for myself and having some more freedom um, and just being a little more autonomous and in control of my own hours Ironically, you know, you end up working more when you work for yourself. So it's not about working less. No one tells you that. <laughs> no, I know. I, I wish I had known. But, yeah. you know, I, I take Saturday off and I play volleyball all day and I go to the gym at four o'clock in the afternoon. I start work at five in the morning because yeah. that's when my break is. Oh, it's good. Yeah, and not reporting into, I mean, I obviously report into my amazing hot potato family of, of customers. Mm, yeah. and I'm very responsible for them. And then, of course, Tim is the co-founder. But it's just a dynamic I really wanted to experience and try. So that was mm. where the, the business, I guess, came from. But it wasn't like I came back from London and said, right, kids, food yeah. business. I've yeah. been dreaming this up for years. I imagine you probably landed here from London a bit bewildered, thinking, what's <laughs> going on? What, what am I going to do? Right. I've got a lot of friends that have actually come back from London that had been living over there for like 15 years. They're all back. Yeah, it was. it's a tight, you don't want to be stuck in a cold, small apartment in London mm. during lockdown. Well, a couple of my friends, um, these guys, and they weren't like they had their own places, they literally locked up their place and left because oh, really? they wanted to do it before the borders shut. Yep, and they were like, you know what, we'll figure it out once we get you know, sorted and they had to come back and isolate and now they've both rented out their places but it was just literally like fleeing. Yeah, they just literally jumped on a plane. You'd also flee to Italy or France to yeah. have or Spain, but you can't do that because they're all in lockdown as well. So it really the whole of Europe has really yeah. changed. Yeah, no, we're definitely in the right pocket. 
we are. I just read an Economist article the other day that said antipathy and isolation, which antipodeans have generally tried to escape, is now basically an absolute pro of, of being yes. down here. I couldn't, I couldn't have resonated more with me. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right then. So, like, you really are at start because I always say businesses are in startup for the first three years. That's just fact. Okay. Um, so you really are at startup, startup stage and yep. like I can imagine at your stage that you're at you're all about getting brand awareness and people understanding what you do um so at the moment like what have you been doing so that people can know about you because I'm assuming like your friends and family know about you and now it's all about right now we need strangers to know about us as well Exactly. I feel that we have proof product now. And as you said, the product is going to change and evolve. Yeah. But what we can offer now is fulfilling a need and a hole in the market. Um, so what we are now really focusing on is getting people to know that we exist. Um, social media has been an absolute um, kind of rocket for us so straight away. It took off. We had some amazing ambassadors from the beginning, Lee Campbell from Mamma Mia, Montana Pitt, Rochelle Rowlings, El Halliwell kind of got on board well from day one how did you know who to reach out to and how to reach out a lot of people don't know how to reach out to I guess that was my magazine background yeah, right um, okay having been on the other side and also knowing the industry knowing who these yeah. trusted mum I wouldn't even call them influencers but trusted mums in the mm. in the public arm but some of them found us I remember Lee Campbell was posting a comment on my on our Instagram saying, oh, you know, are your meals suitable for X, Y, Z children? Yeah, right. So I emailed her personally and, and yeah. spoke to her about the product. So yeah. we, I guess there's a bit of luck in there as well. Perhaps there really was, we got shared by a few of the right people and, mm-hmm. then, and then reached out. And I've also been really open to advice. Um, I'm, I've been asking people for their feedback and criticism, yeah. their help, which, you know, everyone's really happy to give all the time on someone else's product and just really taken the ego and emotion out of it and just really listen to what everyone's yes. said and and so highlighted. Good. Wow. Wow. Okay then. So now big question, because we've already been talking about time. How do you juggle your time? Because obviously you're good in the fact that, yep, you're going off to do volleyball and you're going to gym. But in saying that, um, you probably could sit and work all day as well. So how do you structure your day so that you can do and go and do these other things? Um, well, I certainly haven't hit the Rosetta Stone with this and I <laughs> would love to hear how you do, your, do yours. But what I really found in the beginning was that task switching was wasting a lot of time for me right. and burning up mental energy as I task yeah. switched. So I've tried to bucket my days, hours, weeks as best I can. So basically for me, every week I know that every Thursday we cook the food for the week ahead or the two weeks ahead, depending on the kind of volumes we can we get through. So I know that Wednesday, Thursday, I'm focusing on cooking. Monday, Tuesday, I'm focusing on marketing and creating the content for our blog, uh, our channel on the website, which is called Hot Sauce, which is where we speak to foodies, mums, celebrities, anything about how any kind of topic that makes this is focused on how to live a better life with kids and food. So it's very general. Um, so I do that. And then in my day, I basically have, I'm trying to cement a really strict routine, which is actually a little harder working from home, I think, because it's so easy to get up and then realize that it's two o'clock in the afternoon, you're still in your PJs and you haven't moved for six hours. Um, so <laughs> So yeah. still trying to still trying to balance that out, and I think yeah, creating the kind of breaks, and which is why I go to the gym most days at four 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 thirty because it gives me 
a deadline to work till yeah. and then if I want to do more in the evening I can yeah it's interesting because my boys have got running pretty much every day and we have to leave here between five quarter past five depending on where we're going for that day and I actually really like it because otherwise I would sit here and just keep working and it really does it forces me like to stop yeah. And then you realise once you've stopped and you come back, you go, actually, I did have time to take that break because it's actually made you, like, more productive, clear mind, you know, it does all the positive things. But I do suffer break guilt. Mm, yeah. All yeah. right, so where can everyone find Hot Potato? I love the name. Okay, Hot Potato. <laughs> Good, thank you. It actually, the name came up, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a photographer, travel photographer that I've worked yeah. with a lot. And I said to her, I don't know what to call this business, you know, something fun like hot potato. And she said, why don't you, why don't you go with hot potato? So that's how that was born on a phone call with a friend who lives in Palm Springs at, at I'm midnight. I yeah. get it. I'm yes. So get I. Yeah. I, and I, then I was worried the wiggles would come at us. And yeah. Tim, said to me, Tim said, let them come at us. What great publicity. You know, we'll, we'll work with the wiggles. Of course, he sees the... <laughs> The silver lining oh in it. Oh, gosh. Do you know, yeah. like, it's actually quite hard to name businesses these days because there's so many small businesses and everyone trademarks. Um, so it's much harder than it was before. So when you said hot potato, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm amazed that you could get that so easily. So that's great. All right, so where can everyone find hot potato? Yes, so Hot Potato, our tagline, Nourishing Kids, Empowering Parents. So please come and visit us, even if you just want to check out the menu. Um, obviously, no need to buy straight away. So the website and our socials, I was another amazing thing, able to find all the same names, which is why the website is www.hotpotato.online. And then our Insta and Facebook is hotpotato.online. So I'm terrible at remembering things. So if I can condense it and have one, that's it. Perfect. <laughs> Shannon, thank you so much for joining us here today. It has been an absolute pleasure, Alison. I could keep chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you.